This episode of Baking Day is brought to you by Cosmic Crisp Apples from Washington State. We'll hear more from them later on in the podcast. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and I'm so pleased you could join me for a baking day. This is a podcast based on my cookbook of the same name, which is about spending time in the kitchen, baking with and for your family and friends. In each episode, I connect with a special guest as we chat, visit, tell stories, and share some baking tips along the way. The pleasure in baking isn't just the delectable end result, it's the memories we build as we bake together. And I'm so glad you could be a part. Rita DeMontis is more than the award-winning national lifestyle and food editor for Sun Media in Canada. She is such a sweet person, and we've connected over food for years now. I've been a guest on her podcast, so it's natural, and I'm honored that she would be a guest on mine. So let's have a baking day. Rita, hello, thanks for joining me today. Anna, this is amazing. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, you are such an amazing person and the sweetest chef in the world. And you're here to teach me how to do some stuff and I'm excited. Well, I'm so thrilled. Between the two of us, we have talked about food over and over and over again for, dare I say, has it been decades? I think it's been decades. Decades. I think we went to New Orleans together once. I do recall. We did. <laughs> yes. That was so yeah, much fun. Yeah, on a fun. food trip. It was, it was delicious. I can't tell you the last time we connected in person. It's been a long time. But of course, now that we are all working from home, uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that we have this opportunity to connect this way and invite my fantastic viewers to watch us bake together as we talk through a fabulous recipe. And it looks delicious and it's healthy and it smells like winter. You know, it has that beautiful aroma. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, we've got an amazing array of ingredients here. And what we are making are my apple cinnamon raisin bars. I designed this recipe to be sort of a breakfast bar. So if you're in a rush or you've got, you know, you're busy doing a, a bunch of things, you can have a healthy breakfast. It makes a great snack. Um, I like the fact that they freeze well. So you can make this batch. It makes a nine inch square pan, um, but you can slice them and then freeze them and pack them in a lunch to take with you a snack in the car if you need it. I'm the worst for eating in the car, um, picking the right things. So this, it, what counts is this holds its shape so you don't end up with crumbs or crumbles everywhere. I love that idea. And I think, you know, apples in and of themselves are so healthy for you and they're high in fiber and they're so full mm -hmm. of juiciness. And to lend that to a recipe, it's pretty exciting, you know? So yes, I'm excited, let's do it. <laughs> well, and we're actually making use of the apple to bind the, the bars together, add flavor and add sweetness at the same time. But before we get to the apple, we have to start with our other liquid ingredients. So do you have your one cup of milk ready? I have my one cup of milk. Okay, now I'm using cashew milk. So what's great oh, about this wow. recipe is you can make a vegan version if you wish. And my channel manager, TJ, is vegan. So he's going to get um, these bars when I'm done baking them. So any um, dairy-free milk will work or you can use one or 2%. The only thing I'll steer uh, you clear from is using skim milk because you want that little bit, even that one or 2% fat. Um, and most non-dairy milks have a, a percent or two of fat added to it, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. So you can pour that in your bowl. Great. Oh, pour it right in the bowl. Oh, okay. Yep. Here we go. Da, 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 da. Okay. 
The next ingredient to add is our ground flaxseed, and we want to soak it in the milk. And this is actually replacing the need for an egg in the recipe, which is why it keeps it egg-free or vegan if you are leaning that way. Making a flax egg is the easiest egg substitution if you're um, adapting cookie and square recipes, which if you go through the book, you'll see um, quite a few recipes have those adaptations. That's amazing. And uh, I have it here. I think it's two tablespoons, correct? So I just put it in the milk? Yep, and we're gonna let it soak for a second. So two tablespoons of ground flaxseed go in. And the reason I do this step first is to give the flaxseed a chance to soak up. And you'll find it gets a little, almost a slippery texture to it. And flaxseed is so good for you. I understand that it, it, it you know, it, it, um, it keeps things moving, as they say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As you whisk it in, even in immediately, you can feel the texture of your milk change as the flaxseed starts to soak. So I just give that a second or two. Usually what I do is, if I'm just making this recipe on my own, I'll get these two ingredients in the bowl and then go pull out my other ingredients. Grab my oats, get my apple, get the apple butter raisins, so that way, within a minute or two, the, the flaxseed has had a chance to soak. Rita, because you write a newspaper column, you must get lots of questions from readers. Do you get a lot of requests for healthy desserts or vegan baking? Oh, absolutely. Vegan is really, really big now, vegetarian. And what, what I love is the fact that readers, uh, they really um, vet the recipes. They ask intelligent questions. Not that they were not intelligent before, but they want to know certain things. I agree with you, Rita, and it keeps us paying attention and makes us oh, so yeah. aware of the way we write and the information you, we share. Um, you know, I'm even asked what happens with the, the recipes that I make at the end of doing something like this with you. And, you know, it's important to share that nothing goes to waste. I have a lot of happy neighbors these yes, days. I've been doing a fair, <laughs> fair bit of recipe testing and, you know, we can't go as far as we used to. And, you know, I can't bring sweets to a meeting anymore. So there have been a lot of, uh, door drops and you ring the doorbell and kind of run away. I do the same thing in my condo. I, I have this wonderful community in my condo and I've become, very, you know, we've become very, very close because we're our safe bubble and we're always changing up recipes. We're treating people. We do a sort of our own version of DoorDash. We knock on the door, we're all masked up. <laughs> we drop a package and we run and it's so much fun. I love to cook. And I love to, and, and to pass it on because when you feed people, you're sustaining not only their stomachs, but their spirits as well. It cheers them up. That's true. Baking is meant to share and a recipe never serves one. And the, these breakfast bars, you can get 16 to 24 out of them. So, you know, they do freeze well, but you can, yeah, you, they're great for giving away. And they're good for um, parents whose kids are at home or if they're going to school, they don't know from one day to the next, are they going to school? Are they, are they homeschooled or whatever? Mm -hmm. They're ready in the freezer. You just grab and go if I'm yeah. correct. And I find the key to healthy eating is having a healthy snack on hand because if it's ready and available, you'll reach for it and eat it. The, where my weakness is, if it's not on hand, then that's when I'm going for the bag of chips or my hand's going into the jar of chocolate chips to just eat a bite. Exactly, and everybody needs yeah. to be comforted. So let's be comforted with something yes. healthy. Yeah, and I think now that we've chatted our way through a minute that now our flaxseed has had a chance to soak, we can add our other liquids. 
um, that includes a bit of maple syrup, six tablespoons of maple syrup. I love maple syrup. I think it's awesome. I have friends of mine who will not, they just use maple syrup in their cooking. Which and it's mm -hmm. nice because it works beautifully with savory dishes like salmon. I mean, that's a standard, yeah. and with sweet, you know. So here we are. And now I should say because I do have, I'm lucky enough to have viewers from around the world, and not everyone has access to maple syrup the way we do. Uh -huh. And so uh, using honey is an option. It's not vegan, um, but that's an option. But I would reduce the amount. So this recipe calls for six tablespoons of maple syrup. I would say four tablespoons of honey is plenty if you were using that as a sweetener. And I was trying to keep the fat to a minimum. I know everybody's used to me making the chocolate mousses and decadent cakes and creme brulee, but I do make healthy desserts a lot and I rely on that for balance. So in trying to keep the, the fat to a minimum, I've found that this recipe works with only two tablespoons of vegetable oil. That's amazing. Do we put that in now or? Yep, you can add that in now. Okay, so we'll put in the vegetable oil. And now let's do the apple butter. I love the color of apple butter. I'd make a nice lipstick color. <laughs> you can, now for people who have never had apple butter before, think, think of apples, then think of applesauce. So you take the apples, and you cook them down with no other ingredients until they're applesauce. Then you take that, the applesauce and you cook it down again. And that concentrates the natural apple flavor and the sweetness. So that enhances um, the sweetness of these apple bars. It also bolsters the delicious apple flavor. I have made my own apple butter before. Have you tried doing that, Rita? Never. I'd love to do it. Well, and in this recipe, we're using Cosmic Crisp Apples from Washington State. And I think they would be ideal to make your own apple butter. And the way I make it is in a slow cooker. So oh, really? you basically, oh. you don't even need a recipe. You fill the slow cooker about two thirds full of peeled and sliced Cosmic Crisp Apples and covered, you cook it for about on medium low heat for about six hours. It takes that long. And then what you do is you give them a good stir. You can add a pinch of cinnamon, but you don't have to add any sweetness um, or sweetener, is you sort of, you, you burp the lid of the slow cooker. So you allow a li little space for steam to escape and you cook it for another six hours and that allows the liquid to evaporate and then it will gradually turn brown um, and you get this delicious apple butter. And Anna, where would you use um, apple butter apart from, like what other recipes would you suggest to use apple butter in? Well, anywhere that you'd wanna reduce the um, refined sugar or granulated sugar. So, you know, you hear about using you hear about using mashed uh, sweet potato as yes. a replacement for sugar in some recipes. Well, apple butter would do the same thing and it lends a, a mild apple flavor to it. Nice, very nice, good to know. Yeah, I like that. And now show me, can you show me your uh, mixture, what it looks like right now? This is what I have. No, I can't see it at all. <laughs> That's okay. I got an idea, I got an idea. Okay. <laughs> Hang on, this is what it looks like and I'll put it back in. I didn't have a glass bowl. It was being utilized this morning for a salad. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the color. Can you see the color? Yeah, that's cool. That's right. Oh, a little lower, a little lower. Yeah, there we go. Can't Perfect. Oh, well, Rita, we've been talking about apple butter and all this apple goodness. Why don't we take a break and hear from our sponsor? 
The Cosmic Crisp is a brand new apple. It was classically bred and is the result of 20 years of tasting and testing by Washington State University horticulturalists. It's a cross-pollination of the enterprise and ever-popular Honeycrisp varieties. It's not just a brand new apple, it's better. The Cosmic Crisp is perfect for eating fresh and for cooking and baking because it's so sweet and crispy. And better still, the Cosmic Crisp is slow to brown. That means you can peel, slice, chop your apples ahead of time, and they'll stay beautifully bright when you add them to your next recipe. These apples make the ideal snack because they're flavorful, filling, and not packed with calories. Orchard grown only in Washington State, these crispy, juicy, sweet Cosmic Crisp apples are now available across Canada. Okay, Rita, we're deep into making my apple raisin cinnamon bars, apple cinnamon raisin bars. It doesn't matter. Apples are first and it's time to add our apple. And we're using Cosmic Crisp apples from Washington State. Do you have your apple ready? I, I'm actually finished peeling it, so I'm excited. Okay, oh, you're ahead of me. Ah, okay, I'm gonna peel my apple. And you know what? I have found that with, um, most large apples, just like these, that one apple gives you the amount you need. So I grate it right into the bowl. I don't grate it separately. You know, what's pretty nifty about these Cosmic Crisp apples is that if you wanted to, you could peel this an hour ahead of time and it would stay this bright color. It's, it's an ideal apple for salads because it doesn't discolor. And it, in baking, it's great because it's got a balance of tartness and sweetness with that sort of textbook apple flavor that you really, really want, which is why they're so great in these bars. Now I've got my compost bin. <laughs> yeah, just, just so you don't think I'm throwing my apple peels on the floor. <laughs> I've got my compost bin right beneath, right beneath me here because it does, it looks like I'm throwing my apple peels right on the floor. And I'm just going to use a box grater on the coarse side and grate right into my mixing bowl. What if I was to dice up just a quarter of the apple into a fine dice and add it to the grated? Will that change the composition of the recipe? That's a great question, Rita. And I would say yes, because you do want the apple to be grated so that it cooks into the bars itself, giving it moisture, uh, but also structure at the same time. And I think you might have a hard time slicing the um, bars if you use diced apple. And the reason I'm not using a box grater is I had an incident with a box grater three weeks ago. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm grating cheese in my finger at the same time. Oh, so I'm okay. a little reticent, you know what I mean? Yep. So. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Well, what's funny is this box grater, we, Michael and I have had it, I think since we were married or maybe even before then it, and it's not a fancy box grater and it's starting to lose traction on its teeth. It, it takes a lot of elbow grease to grate, but for some reason it's my favorite grater. And I had, I had a grater with the laser cut, um, teeth on it and I did the same thing, shaved my knuckles. And so I've gone back to this cheap and cheerful one that I've had forever. And that's nice. I think that's, I think that's really, really good. And I have some of my, believe it or not, I have my grandmother's uh, rolling pin. It has to be over a hundred years old and occasionally I'll pull it out and it's, it's beautiful wood. It's worn down. And I just remember all the recipes that have been handed down through my family, uh, from my great grandmother to my grandmother. And then my mother gave me this. So it was really, really, um, special to me. Those are the, the recipes and the things you treasure most. I have my grandmother's rolling pin too. And it, 
I mean, it's oh. not complicated, right? Is yours right. just a simple wooden rolling pin? Exactly, exactly. It has an interesting curly cue at the ends that uh -huh. was made by an artisan in Sardinia. I would say oh, I would probably 1900. Amazing, amazing. Well, you got to treasure it. But you know what? I like to hear that you're using it too because it's it's things last longer, you know, with use, the seasoning that comes from rolling out dough, you get the, the butter on the rolling pin and it, it moisturizes it. <laughs> now, let me ask you something about rolling pins. Like mm -hmm. they say the marble rolling pin, if you're making pie, is probably one of the better, uh, better ones to use as opposed to a wooden one. Would, or is it, or is it just, you know, kitchen talk? I, I've always just used a wooden rolling pin. I, I do like the tapered style rolling pins um, uh -huh. that they have, they're thicker in the middle and then they angle to a thinner ends. I find if I use hand, a rolling pin with handles, I'm separated from the dough and I can't feel it. Where I like to use a one piece uh -huh. rolling pin so my hands are on top of the dough and I can feel it. And I find wood is the best. That's why I have wood countertops is because dough, it it holds an even temperature because sometimes you don't need a cold rolling surface and things don't stick. How are you doing with your apple there, Rita? I'm almost done. Sorry, I'm just taking my time. Can I take two seconds to ask you then, well, I'm almost finished my apple, about your beautiful cookbook, your new Baking Day with Anna Olson. It's exquisite. I've gone through it. Uh, I love cookbooks with great pictures, but it's also the recipes are, are you know, they'll become family favorites. So tell me, if you don't mind, just tell me a little bit about your, cook, uh, your cookbook. Sure. Well, I mean, here you are, Rita. We've got a podcast of the same name. And the intention behind the Baking Day cookbook was to bring family and friends together through baking. And what I learned was when I was out on the road doing baking demos and meeting people and talking to people, I would have quite often parents or grandparents come and they would bring their children or grandchildren and talk about how on Saturdays they would have a baking day together or they would spend Sunday mornings baking and would share with me how special that time was. And it wasn't even about oh. the recipes they made. It was the fact that they built these great memories baking together. And that's what inspired this cookbook and the style of recipes like the one we're making today, which are meant to be approachable, family friendly. And I love that I have so many young people who follow me and love to bake. And so I wanted to create a not a kid's cookbook because kids kids are really smart and they learn quickly. And so this is a book for everyone and you can be young, you can be old, you can be a novice baker or an expert, but it's that intention of setting aside some time, just like we're doing today, to bake and enjoy and share. And it's really, you know, we're spending lots of time talking about the baking and the ingredients, but we're spending time talking about other things too. And that's ultimately what yeah. a baking day experience is all about. And that's wonderful. And that's, I, I'm particularly enjoying this book <laughs> because it's more than just a collection of recipes, you know, it's a collection of stories. And they, these recipes here definitely will become family favorites. They're already mine, sorry, I have oh, to tell you that. Well, that's so sweet, Rita. <laughs> well, you know what, and it means a lot because I did put my heart into it and included some of my own family recipes. And so to hear about your grandmother, Rita, and that you have her rolling pin, that makes baking more meaningful for you. And this is, yeah, this is what it's all about. It's all about memories and that's what we have. At the end of the day, that's what we have, so. 
Beautiful. And I finished my apple. And you have your <laughs> apple. And I also have, Yay. so my apple's in there. It takes up a lot of the batter space. So this is all the liquids it now does. we need. So now we can get into adding the dry ingredients, which are not complicated at all. In order to keep it gluten-free, we're staying away from wheat flour and I am relying on oats. I love oats, as you can tell. Look at the size of this canister. I go through a lot of oats and I'm gonna grab my measuring cup. So we can measure two and a half cups of regular rolled oats. Do you have quick cook or instant or regular? regular. Good, good, good. I have organic regular. Yeah, and I measured it out in this nice little container here. Perfect. So we slowly put it in. Oh, you yeah. can just add it all at once. Oh, okay, there you go. The technique is really not complicated here, which is why I think this is a great recipe to make with kids because if you mismeasure, mismeasure? If you mismeasure a little bit <laughs> or if things aren't perfectly blended, this recipe is going to work out just fine. And I should be counting, I think that's four. I've got my half cup measure in because it fits in my canister, five. But I will point out that I do prefer generally baking with regular rolled oats as opposed to uh, instant or quick cook oats. Before you stir them in too much, you can add your two teaspoons of cinnamon and half a teaspoon of baking powder. Now those two ingredients I've already measured out, so I can add them right away to my bowl with oats. And then you wanna stir everything just to moisten the oats. Don't over stir it, right? Oh, it doesn't matter because there's no gluten. There's, there's no protein in this recipe. If you're baking for someone with a gluten allergy um, or who is celiac, you wanna make sure your oats are uh, certified gluten-free because not all are. To roll an oat, you take the oat grain and you steam it and then they are literally rolled. They're pressed flat, which is why they have that shape. Instant oats are steamed for longer and quick cook are steamed sort of in the middle, in between the regular and the instant oats. And so because they're steamed longer, they absorb liquid faster, which is why they cook faster, they're instant. Um, but I find that that can make uh, baked goods that are a bit stodgy um, because they puff up and absorb too much liquid. And then you end up with crumbly squares or bars, but also ro regular rolled oats have slightly more fiber to them than the instant or quick cooked that has some of the fiber steamed out of them. Do you remember those instant packets and you mm -hmm. put hot water and then you'd add your own brown sugar and your own milk and everything? Yep. That was like dessert. <laughs> They were delicious, but it was dessert. <laughs> and, and some of them had like half sugar in them. They did feel like dessert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were good, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have raisins? Are you going to add raisins to yours? Yeah. I have my raisins. Uh, I think it's a cup of raisins. If a I'm cup correct. of raisins. But again, if a few extra raisins spill in, that's absolutely fine. And I, I don't know about you, but I have some friends who do not like raisins. I love raisins. Shocking. I'm shocked. <laughs> but if you don't like raisins, you could see a few extra slip in. Um, you could use, you could make these more decadent and add chocolate chips if you wanted to, or you could add seeds. You could add pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds, or you could add um, other dried fruits like cranberries or uh, dried apricots. Dates would be delicious. So anything that you would put with apple naturally, of course, would fit in this recipe. I love sour dried cherries. Ooh, wow. Uh, and sour cherries are really good for you because they're, they're anti-inflammatory. So if you, you know, suffer things like mild arthritis and everything, um, 
sour cherries are the go-to. And that's what the cowboys ate when, when they were riding those horses and they had arthritis in their hips and their, their knees. They ate a lot of sour cherries. Really? But it really helped with pain. Where did you pick up that information? <laughs> I actually went to New York City and I met with a group of scientists and that was one of their mandates was to spread the word and and anybody could google it and find out how critical sour cherries are but they have to be sour mm -hmm. and you can have them dry uh, sour cherry juice but the pure juice mm -hmm. let's say a couple of tablespoons every morning helps with anti-inflammatory wow. and with pain management and i think that is so cool <laughs> cherry and apple is a great combination um, and I think using tart cherries wouldn't overwhelm the apple flavor because between no the, the, the especially because of the fresh grated apple here it's the apple flavor that dominates so I mean you've brought up some mm. great options you could even use um, freeze-dried things like raspberries if you wanted to Ooh. yeah blueberries yeah mm, yum. that would work too and now we're ready to press this in our pan I've got my nine inch square pan ready here. Now I've greased it and I like to line my pans with parchment paper. Do you do the same, Rita? Yes, I have my parchment paper here. Okay, we're gonna try to put this baby in there now. Yeah, we'll scoop the apple bat, I guess you would call it the apple oat batter into your pan. And you can actually sense how the batter is starting to absorb the juices. The oats are absorbing the juices from those delicious Cosmic Crisp apples. And so that way that apple flavor is going to cook through the bars entirely. And then just use your spatula or spoon, whatever you use to stir the batter together with to spread it in a nice even level layer. You can press it pretty flat. I can smell the apple and cinnamon combination. It smells amazing. Mm, so can I. Oh, and a question that I probably should have asked you at the very beginning when we first started is, have you preheated your oven to 350? Yes. Okay. Whew. Good. Oh, always preheat. Always, yeah. always. And always wait for your oven to reach the proper temperature, especially when you're making delicate things like cakes or anything with whipped egg whites. Yeah. If your oven isn't at the right temperature, mm. oh, you could end up with a cake that sinks in the middle or domes on the top if it's not quite right. So here we go. I've got my apple raisin cinnamon bars ready to go into the oven at 350. And, whoa, I almost lost it there. <laughs> I'm going to press those back into place now. <laughs> Showing that on the angle, they kind of slipped out a little bit. There we go. <laughs> so now we're ready to go to the oven, Rita. And the, now this is the one point in this recipe. It was easy enough to mix together, but this is where you have to have a little patience. These bars take 45 minutes to bake. So truly, the juices from these delicious Cosmic Crisp apples are going to cook out and the oats are gonna absorb every bit of those juices and set these squares so they're easy to slice. So Rita, we'll pop our squares in the oven, we'll give it the 45 minutes and I think that's a perfect opportunity for us to take a break and hear from our sponsor. The Cosmic Crisp is a brand new apple. It was classically bred and is the result of 20 years of tasting and testing by Washington State University horticulturalists. It's not just a brand new apple, it's better. The Cosmic Crisp is perfect for eating fresh and for cooking and baking because it's so sweet and crispy. And better still, the Cosmic Crisp is slow to brown. That means you can peel, slice, chop your apples ahead of time and they'll stay beautifully bright when you add them to your next recipe. 
Orchard grown only in Washington state, these crispy, juicy, sweet Cosmic Crisp apples are now available across Canada. Our apple cinnamon raisin bars are out of the oven and mine are cooled. Have yours cooled? Mine are cooled too. It smells amazing. Let's see if I can tip it to the mm -hmm. camera. Ta-da. Little higher up. Ta-da. Yeah, little higher up. Ta-da. <laughs> ah, that looks great. You've got a great shiny finish to yours. You know what? And I think yours look a little different. This is great to point out. Mine have a more coarse top, but they're a little more matte. And I think it's because you finely grated your apple where I coarsely grated mine and that made a difference. It shows you that you can do it both ways, which is fantastic. I'm sliding mine out onto my cutting board and I'll just leave the parchment in place. I'll grab a knife. And how many are you gonna cut? Are you going to cut your bars into bite-sized pieces or more like breakfast bar size? I think I'm gonna make breakfast bar size. And then we can always, okay. you know. So I'm gonna first cut it in quarters. And then, wow, you can tell that they're really moist inside. The moisture is really because of the apples and those Cosmic Crisp apples are just so juicy. And I'm cutting my bars, so I cut across. I started in the middle, and then I just I made three and three. I divided each half into three, and then I'm gonna rotate the squares 90 degrees, and I'm going to make bars, so I'm only gonna make three cuts. So I get, I get 18 bars from the one recipe. And then they lift up. Oh, wow. They look moist and rich. And are, are you biting into yours yet? Because I'm going to bite into mine. <laughs> Not yet, but okay. I've got, I'm just going to put a few on a plate here. But yeah, you could individually wrap these. Uh, they freeze well, they hold well, but they hold their shape. And it's really, it's all about that apple flavor. Mm. And you can see Amazing. the raisins there and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Even the raisins plump up from all that moisture. But isn't it nice? We had it, it's got mm. a nice sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. um, but all we added was that six tablespoons of maple syrup and the apple butter. We were really relying on the natural sweetness uh, from the apples to bring this together. The oats aren't mushy like oatmeal, no, but they're not crunchy like a granola bar. They, they've just got a nice, it, it's almost like a soft cookie, an, a, an oatmeal mm. cookie without being so sweet. It is, it's like a soft cookie. And you know what, something like this will satiate you for a couple of hours. Mm. It should, I mean, that is the, the power of uh, the oats and apple together. And then you've got that little sweetness from the raisins in there mm. too as well. So yeah, there's a lot of goodness going on. So then basically it doesn't matter what you eat the rest of the day because you've covered yourself with your oats and your apples here. <laughs> it's really healthy and it's um, flavorful. And you know, you could, you could have one of these in the middle of the afternoon when you're feeling a little peckish. And it's nice to bite into a, a nice juicy apple. It's nice to bite into this. <laughs> well, this feels more like a treat, even mm. though you're being good for, good for yourself and having it, it does feel decadent. It makes me want to put the kettle on and make mm. a cup of tea, to be honest, yep. because it is a good tea time treat. Now, it brings up a, a good question. My week time in terms of making food choices is around three or four o'clock. It's long after lunch, mm -hmm. dinner's hours away, and that's when I tend to reach for the things that aren't good for me. Um, it's, it's 
too easy and too tempting. Do you have a certain time of day that is when uh, mm. you get those sweet, sweet cravings? Yeah, at eight o'clock at night. When you know, ah. you're, you're full, you don't really need anything. I'm trying to cut back because I've been working from home since March. And um, mm -hmm. so I look for healthier, I mean, if you're gonna have a, something sweet, make it something, you know, easier than just like, no chocolate in my house anymore, put it this way. But, no. I, <laughs> yeah. but you can get plain yogurt and you, you can add uh, some things to it and make it feel like a really rich mm -hmm. dessert but it's healthy for you. So if you've got to do an indulgence, make it uh, a healthier choice. And that's it, you, and you have to read yourself. As you mentioned, evening is the time when you might be tempted to reach for a chocolate bar. Yeah. But if you had, you could warm this up again and with a dollop of yogurt, it would taste like apple crisp, wouldn't it? Because you've got all the elements that are in apple crisp, but yet they're in a healthier bar here. Well, I'm freezing these and uh, they're gonna come in handy, let me tell you. Between that and Netflix <laughs> and a cup of tea, we're set. <laughs> I think we're set. We can ride out this pandemic, no problem. <laughs> Before you know it, we're shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and how, a question for you, Rita. How are you yeah. finding working from home these days? It is, um, it's interesting. I think I'm working harder because I'm not in an office environment. And in an office environment, you know, you, you, you know, I work in a busy newsroom and you can leave your desk and go talk to someone on the city desk and say, what about this? Or can I see this page? Or let's switch up the artwork because mm -hmm. the artwork is so at home, you're on your own and you have to sort of like second guess everything you do. So mm -hmm. I've been writing some exciting stories. I think they're exciting. I, I did one at Christmas where I interviewed the great, great, great granddaughter of Charles Dickens. And I was fascinated. <gasps> yeah, that was fun. And so I've had major opportunities uh, this year and last year to interview some pretty spectacular people. But, you know, sometimes it's just nice to turn to someone and say, what about this? How about this? Or trying to find artwork. Like I just did Super Bowl and I needed good artwork. So normally I'd run over to the sports department, but they're not around. So I turned to my three cats and my husband who's retired. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he'll look at me and go, what's for dinner? <laughs> Rita, I noticed you mentioned that you turned to your cats first yeah. before your husband. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. They're, they're a little more attentive. <laughs> yes, I have three rescue cats. They all have dynamic personalities. Uh, I think a, a pets in general have really saved a lot of people's, um, you know, from going a little nuts, a uh, little stir crazy. So, um, yeah, so mm -hmm. it's been good. I mean, we've all, you know, we've all faced all sorts of challenges, but many of us have, have risen to the challenges and we've made it great. For me, I have found my, um, my saving grace in cooking for people and testing new recipes. And my friends are doing the exact same thing back. And that's exciting. You know, it, it keeps you going. So, uh, yeah, so it's been good. Yeah. We've made it this far. We just, Good. we're almost there. <laughs> we're so close. And Rita, it's great to hear what you've been up to because it really shows us that, yes, you can create opportunities in a, a challenging time. And I, I wonder if you would have spoken to Charles Dickens' great, 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 great granddaughter, grandson, grandchild. If it weren't in this strange time, we would have been so busy and distracted and doing other things. So, you know, good, good for you and I, agree with you 100% in terms of we have to find these opportunities to share and connect with each other and cooking 
And I will say, especially baking is a great way to do that. And so Rita, it's been so wonderful spending time with you and baking these apple cinnamon raisin bars with you. And I hope you enjoy them and keep baking them. I certainly will, Anna. And it's been such a joy and such a pleasure being here with you today. Thank you for the invite. I'm looking forward to even greater adventures because they do beckon and we will be there and we will be creating together. And thank you for all of this. And thank you for all the work you do, uh, keeping us all in your heart. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure, Rita. And my heart's with you too. Cheers. Have a great day. Cheers. You too now. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on our baking day. I hope you picked up a few baking tips along the way and had a few laughs. I know we sure did. You can pick up your own copy of Baking Day from your favorite bookseller online or in person, or you can download the ebook version. That way you can have your very own baking day. I'll see you soon.